At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. VSIN, the sports betting network. A happy Sunday to you all. A happy NFL Sunday to you all as it is now midnight here on the Pacific time zone out here in lovely Las Vegas, which means that it is time that we wind up hitting the NFL board hard and heavy. We're going to have you covered all day long with wall-to-wall coverage here on this NFL Sunday. Everything from Point Spread Sunday with Femi Obabefe and company all the way through the opening line show with John Von Toba and Matt Humans to Take a look forward once we wind up getting all the results in the bank. So we've got a little bit of everything for you on the NFL Sunday. Obviously, we'll do a good job keeping you informed when it comes to NBA games, college basketball, what have you, when things wind up going a little bit haywire. And certainly going to be taking a look at some college football as well as we wound up doing that a lot on the show previously. But now we've got to turn the page. we got to take a look forward to Sunday. And we've got a big one that's going down in Lambeau Field as we got the Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Rams doing battle. You're seeing this total settle in at 47 with the Rams finding them anywhere between a 1.5 and, and a 2-point favorite. This line has moved a little bit. I think that a lot of people wound up seeing Aaron Rodgers' stinky foot and they wind up betting on the Rams at right around a pickup price, which is why you've seen a little bit of a line move, but I would not be too deterred by that. I do think that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be bothered a little bit by that foot, which might affect his mobility a little bit. But you just take a look at the Green Bay Packers in general. And it's not necessarily been because of Aaron Rodgers that they've been able to get these wins, but rather the defense being very stout. I have my concerns with the Rams in this spot that they might wind up trying to force feed Odell Beckham Jr. a little bit too much. And Matt Stafford wound up having a very good start to the year. He's been waning a little bit. It's really been a case in which it feels like Matthew Stafford might not have been worth the haul that they wound up giving up. He wound up having a combined four interceptions the last two weeks. So that has certainly been far from great. Now, when it comes to the 49ers, they obviously have a solid defense. The Titans, though, that's a little bit of a different story. But when I take a look at the Green Bay Packers, I do think that they're able to get a little bit of pressure on them. I think that the secondary is going to be a holdup as well because we've seen it with the Packers. They've been dealing with a bunch of injuries, and yet they've been able to hold up every single time. Rayshon Gary is a little bit banged up, and it seems like Kevin King is not going to be out there in the secondary for the Green Bay Packers, but still, they were able to overcome the loss of Jair Alexander, and they didn't just look good, but they looked very good in that secondary. This is a defense that does a good job of being able to bend but not break as well. Someone like a Devondre Campbell has just had a nose to the ball, always making big plays, leading the team in tackles. And then when it comes to the Packers, they have been under machine. Prior to what we wound up seeing last week against the Minnesota Vikings, each of their previous six games had one under the total. A big reason why is because this is a Packers team in which they wind up racking up a lot of yards, but their 
if this makes sense, a little bit one-dimensional when it comes to your pass game because they all these defenses know where the ball is going to be going. That'd be Devontae Adams. The number two player with regards to receptions on this team is not going to be playing in this game, Aaron Jones. Now, when it comes to A.J. Dillon, he does a very good job of being able to pinch it from when it comes to Dillon be able to catch a couple balls out of the backfield, but that's a little bit more of the forte of Aaron Jones. But even with them being out, I do think that they are going to be able to establish a run a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if Killian Hill winds up getting a couple touches as well, but when it comes to the Packers, I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job of being able to move the ball on what I think is going to be a very solid Rams defense. And when it comes to the Rams as well, they have gotten a little bit away from their defensive identity. I think that they're going to be a little bit renewed with that approach. But I do have my concerns when it comes to this offense. I think that the Packers are going to be able to do a good job of being a bottle up the ground game as well. Daryl Henderson Jr. has been able to rack up right around 4.7 yards per carry. He's been rock solid. But when I talk about everything with Devontae Adams being a little bit one-dimensional when it comes to the Rams, you sort of have that with Cooper Cup as well. I think that the Packers are going to have a a good game plan for taking him away. And then you wind up looking to a guy, Odell Beckham Jr., that might not know the full playbook at this point. I think that that's a little bit of a factor. And you've got to be taking a look at Cup. I mean, by all stretches of what you're able to take a look at with regards to wide receivers, might be on pace for the greatest season we've ever seen. Now, part of it is because we've got 17 games and instead of 16 games now when it comes to the NFL season, but certainly he's been able to tear it up. But I do take a look at the spot. I think that's going to be a little bit tough for the Rams to go on the road and be able to get the win. It's going to be a little bit more frigid. That's just something that you haven't seen the Rams have to do a whole lot. I think that that's going to take a little bit of a toll on them. I think that home field advantage is going to be very key for the Packers in this game. And the Packers know what this means as well when it comes to the landscape of the NFC as well. I think that home field advantage would mean more to them than pretty much any other team out there in the NFC. So you know that they're going to be giving it their all. I think that Rogers whipping out his foot and everything like that. I think that that might have been a little bit of just playing with the media in general, trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm really hurt and everything like that. When in reality, he's going to be able to come out there and he's going to try to sort of get the Rams thinking that they're going to have a little bit more of a cakewalk than what they do. I think that it's a little bit of the mental chess game. Even with Aaron Jones out of the fold, I do think that the Packers do wind up getting it done. I'm going to bypass the one and a half to two points. I'm going to take a look at them on the money line and even though it didn't wind up hitting this this past week, I think that it's going to be back to it this week. Taking a look at the under, I think that this is going to be another first of 21 game. And when it comes to the Rams, certainly have been a little bit more stagnant on offense, but you've got to love what you've seen on the defense all season long. I think that they're going to be able to do a solid job of holding up against the Packers. And I think likewise for the Packers being able to hold up against the LA Rams. That is a game that is going to be coming up in the later slate on this NFL Sunday. We've got a lot of games in the 10 a.m. window, though, that we need to get hit on. And one game that is really standing out to me is just the dysfunction bowl, if you will. The Atlanta Falcons taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are finding themselves as a two-point underdog in a lot of spots with this total ranging between about a 45 to a 45 and a half. I can tell you right now, I want absolutely no part whatsoever of this over because I just don't know which team winds up being able to put three touchdowns up on the board. You've got Cordero Patterson who's dealing with a little bit of an injury for the Atlanta Falcons, a Falcons team that has been down without without Calvin Ridley for quite a while as well. Seems like Patterson didn't wind up practicing throughout the week, but he was limited. So I think that he winds up playing, but I think that he's going to be at less than 100%. And with the Falcons, it's a bunch in which I was not high on them going into the year. I quite frankly think that they're lucky that they've got four wins right now. This is not a four-win team. They are not necessarily terrific. Matt Ryan he is up there in years. He certainly has very limited to none whatsoever when it comes to mobility. If you wind up having Patterson either play or be limited, it's going to be up to Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman to give you some carries. And when you've got Wayne Gallman getting carries, it is not a good spot for the team. Now, I will say Kyle Pitts, after he wound up having a rough first couple games of the season, he's really been able to kick it into gear. He's been a good target for Matt Ryan. But you take a look at you take a look at the rest of the team, and you don't have a single other player outside of Pitts that's giving you more than 27 receptions. And that would be Cordero Patterson, who's number two on the list. So I mean, it's just been really brutal for this team. It's a Falcon team, which the defense isn't bad. It's not great, but it's not necessarily awful. And you can say the same about the Jacksonville Jaguars as well. You wound up seeing Josh Allen get a bunch of sacks on, you guess it, Josh Allen a few weeks ago. And then you got Dante Feller trying to 
You can see him in against his former team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you got a little bit of a motivational spot there. When it comes to the secondary of the Falcons, certainly is a little bit of a weak point for the team. But for Trevor Lawrence, he has been a little bit of a turnover machine this season. Now, the good news for Trevor Lawrence is that he's done a better job of not being just committing the absolute boneheaded plays that we wound up seeing towards the beginning part of the season. For Lawrence, he hasn't thrown a touchdown in three weeks, but he hasn't thrown an interception in three weeks. And the way that I look at that for the Jaguars, that is a little bit of a victory. And what else the Jaguars have going for them as well is that James Robinson is now healthy. He was dealing with injury the last few weeks, him being out there and being closer to 100% because he wanted playing in that game against the 49ers, but you can tell that he didn't necessarily look like his full self the last two weeks. He just hasn't necessarily been the James Robinson that we wound up seeing towards the beginning part of the year. So I think that that's going to be very helpful, but you do take a look at the Jaguars as well. And they do have some weapons that you're able to utilize, like a LaVisca Chenault, I think is going to be a good target for Lawrence, both in this game and moving forward. The fact that they are kicking the tires on Laquan Treadwell, I think is absolutely hilarious. One of the biggest buster roonies we've seen for a wide receiver in quite some time. I mean, that guy came out of Ole Miss with some promise and boy, did that not wind up materializing. So that shows you the state of affairs for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I mean, you take a look at that defense once again, Malcolm Brown up front. I think that he's going to be able to do a good job of being able to disrupt an Atlanta Falcons team that they're dealing with some injuries with their offensive line. We've been just seeing it in the NFL in general as well. I talk about so much on this show, how many unders we are seeing with regards to the NBA. But when in reality, you're just seeing an undertrend in all sports, whether it be in the NBA, whether it be in the NHL, college football, and in the NFL, we have really seen it as well. With regards to the NFL this season, 56.9% of games are going under the total, 95 unders, 72 overs so far this season, and it really hasn't been really ticking up any. I mean, it's actually gone down a little bit. We've seen more and more unders as the season has went along. You've got these teams that they're getting a little bit banged up. You just don't have... 32 good quarterbacks in the league in general. These are two guys that you've got one that is just aging. You've got another guy in Trevor Lawrence that, I mean, at this point, he's a below average NFL quarterback. I think that he's got a bright future as long as they can get a coach not named Urban Meyer to be able to help him out because that's a guy that he clearly has not been able to do a great job with the Jags. I anticipate after week 18, he will be signing a pink slip and he will be on his way out. But when it comes to this, Jaguars team, I do think that they're going to be able to hold up on defense when it comes to the offense of both of these teams. Suspect, at best, is the best way to be able to put it. And heck, I mean, even if you want to go even further, the special teams, Matthew Wright has not been able to, for one, kick too many field goals for the Jaguars. And when he's been out there, it has not necessarily been too great for them either. So I take a look at this spot. I think that you've got yourself a very nice underbrewing here. So we've taken two unders thus far in the Greg Peterson experience. Are we going to be taking another one when we take a look at Steelers versus Bengals? I think that this is one that we could see a little bit of something different on because you do have a bunch in the Bengals that they've had a very good connection with Joe Burrow along Jamar Chase. The two college teammates have been able to do a nice job. But will the Steelers be able to get their offensive line to be able to provide just enough to Ben Roethlisberger? I'll be talking about that as we are going hard and heavy on this NFL slate as it is VSIN, more specifically the Greg Peterson experience right here on the Sports Bank Network on an NFL Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus 20 smackaroos to be able to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. That is at VSIN.com. Slash subscribe as it is a Greg Peterson experience coming at you from Circa. It is officially Sunday all throughout the continental 48 states. If you're out there in Hawaii, have no fear. It'll be coming relatively soon. But we were talking a little bit earlier about this game between the Steelers and the Bengals. And I do think that it's going to be an intriguing one when it comes to the total standpoint. I wound up giving out a couple unders when it comes to Packers versus the Rams. And then we also wound up hitting on the fact that I just don't know who winds up scoring in this Atlanta Falcons game. But with that said, you've got the Bengals who have been able to do a good job of being able to hook up with Chase to Joe Burrow. But I take a look at Ben Roethlisberger, and he's been able to do a nice job at his advanced age of sort of being able to adapt a little bit more. He knows that he's a little bit less mobile, and even though the team wound up losing against the LA Chargers, he certainly had a spirited effort given everything that had wound up going on, him missing the previous week due to COVID-19 concerns and everything like that. So that is something that you do like to see. And with the Steelers as well, what has been good about this team is that they did wind up having a little bit of a rough time earlier in the year, being able to have Najee Harris be able to have some holes to run through. And it still has been a little bit tough for Harris. He's only been able to give the team right around three and a half yards per carry. But in recent weeks, he has been able to kick things up a little bit more. He had that one on yard game against the Detroit Lions. And I think that that was a little bit of a confidence booster for him. This is a Steelers team that despite the fact that the ground game hasn't necessarily been producing a lot of yards on a per carry basis, they have stuck with it. And I think that that's very important for them. And then you just take a look at the weapons on the outside and Deontay Johnson has really been able to emerge this season. You figure that he would be in for a relatively solid year, but I mean, you just take a look at it. At least five catches in each out of the last five weeks. He has been able to rack up 83 plus yards and now three out of the last four as well. When you're able to pair him up with Clay, with Chase Claypool, that is very beneficial for the team. And then when it comes to the Bengals, towards the earlier part of the season, they were doing an absolutely tremendous job on defense. And first time that these two teams wound up hooking up, they did wind up holding these Steelers to 10 points to their credit. But I do feel like they've gotten exposed a little bit more. I do think that they were the beneficiaries of a little bit of a more defense-oriented schedule towards the beginning part of the year. A bunch of teams that they don't necessarily do the best job on offense, but on defense, they're relatively rock solid. And when it comes to Joe Mixon as well, he's a guy that I feel like really goes under the radar when we talk about best running backs in the NFL. Now, is he the best running back in the NFL? Certainly not, but I do feel like he does wind up getting a little bit of short shrift, and it's a little bit undeserved. I mean, this is someone that has been able to give the Bengals six touchdowns in the last four weeks. He's averaging right around 4.3 yards per carry, so be able to do a nice job there. And even behind Chase, you've also got guys like a Boyd who's able to catch a ball. He's able to do some things when he's got it with Tyler Boyd. He's been able to step up in recent weeks for the team. The six catches they wound up having against the Raiders. You do like to see that even in that game against the Jets. So it was on a losing effort. He was able to take a little bit of the pressure off of all of these other studs 
for this Bengals team. So I do take a look at this spot. I do think that you've got some good value here with the over. If I'm looking at a side, I'd be looking to lay it with a three and a half here with the Bengals. I do think that it is going to be a little bit of a close game. I do feel like I there is a little bit more value with the total rather than the side, but I do think that the Bengals are going to be able to take down the Steelers twice. I give Mike Tomlin a lot of credit. He's doing, in my opinion, one of his best coaching jobs ever, but when it comes to this Bengals team, I just feel like they're a little bit better in this spot. So going to be taking a look at the Bengals and I take a look at the over with this as well. We wound up hitting on a little bit of a butt ugly game a little bit earlier between the Falcons and the Jaguars. How about if we hit on another one as the 10 a.m. window, you've got a couple good ones and then you've got a couple duds, but there's always money to be made. Whether you're betting on the Super Bowl, whether you're betting on something like Gonzaga versus Duke, or if you're betting on Panthers versus Dolphins as Right now, you're finding the Carolina Panthers as a two and a half point favorite across the board. And with this total, finding it in a lot of places right around a 42, you might be able to find a straight 42 and a half. But when it comes to this Dolphins team, it certainly has been a rough go of it to say the least for them. And when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, you've got a lot of moving parts when it comes to this offense. They wind up re-signing Cam Newton. And I do give the Panthers quite a bit of credit for re-signing Cam Newton because there are so many organizations that they'd be very stubborn. They'd be like, oh, we can't go back to what we had, but the Panthers are, I guess you could call it secure enough with themselves to be like, yeah, you know what? We screwed up when we wound up letting go of Cam Newton, and part of it as well is that he was dealing with a lot of injury concerns when his contract was up as well, but the fact that they're willing to say, you know what? We'll go back to Cam Newton. We'll give him another shot. I do give them a lot of credit for that, and Thus far, Cam Newton has looked relatively solid. He wound up having a pair of touchdowns in his first two touches against the Arizona Cardinals in a losing effort against Washington. He was able to go out there, had a pair of touchdowns, completed 78% of his passes. I like what I'm seeing out of Cam Newton. Meanwhile, when it comes to Miami Dolphins, it doesn't matter if it's been Jacoby Brissett or if it's been Tua Tagovailoa out there. This has been an offense that has been a hot mess. You've got Miles Gaskin, who I would argue should be getting the ball a little bit more than what he is. It feels like this Miami Dolphins team just bails on the ground game a little bit too early. But then you take a look at just this Dolphins defense in general. I was expecting so much more out of them. This is a Dolphins team that I didn't know if the hype coming into the season of them being a postseason team was necessarily real. But I thought that they would do a good job of being able to bottle up some teams. So you do now have Xavion Howard back out there. I think that a big reason why they wound up having their underachievement towards the beginning of the year was the fact that he wound up being injured. Now, you are going to be dealing with Jason McCourty not out there in the secondary as well. And I do like what you're able to get out of some of these front seven guys, guys like Christian Wilkes, Raekwon Davis. They're relatively solid. But when it comes to the front seven of the Miami Dolphins, I do think that they are a tad bit lacking. And then when it comes to Tua, you can tell that he's just still very raw. Being able to get in Jalen Waddle, someone we wound up throwing to in college has been a little bit beneficiary, but still, when it comes to Tua, you either get really, really good Tua or you wind up getting really bad Tua. Like last week against the Jets, he wound up completing 82% of his passes, looked very solid in that game, but when he winds up going up against a real defense like the Buffalo Bills a few weeks earlier on Trick or Treat Day, 21 of 39, one interception, no touchdown. So you can tell that Tua really rises to the occasion when he winds up playing against bad opponents, when he plays against good opponents. It's just a case in which he's not able to find a whole lot of fly. When it comes to Carolina Panthers, the defense is not the issue when it comes to this team. Are they a top five defense? No, but at the same time, with Carolina Panthers, you got yourself a relatively solid front seven when it comes to this team. You've got a lot of guys that are able to make some plays, so I actually do think that this is a Panthers team that is going to be able to get to Tua. I think that they're going to be able to harass them a little bit with guys like Morgan Fox, Saquon Jones, the company up there being able to get up in his grill. And then you take a look at the secondary. It does leave a little bit of something to be desired with guys like Justin Burns and company, but I do think that they're going to do a good job against a guy in which I think is one of the lesser quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Tua certainly has a lot to go. And I do think that the Panthers should be able to get it done. I would be looking at an under, if anything here, the total is very low, but I do think that it's going to be a rough day for both of these teams, but I'm going to be looking to lay it here with the Panthers. I don't typically like to lay it with road favorites, especially ones like the Carolina Panthers that certainly have been in a little bit of disarray, but you're even seeing out there in some spots a one and a half, and especially if you're able to get a one and a half, I certainly do like the Panthers being able to cover this game, being able to win the game by a field goal. Let's take a look at a little bit more of a marquee game. In the earlier slate, the Buccaneers and Colts are going to be doing battle. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
finding themselves a field goal three-point favorite. And when it comes to this total, you're finding a little bit of a range here. This has been settling in at a lot of spots, more around a 53, though. And when it comes to the Buccaneers, obviously, you've got Tom Terrific, who's been able to do a great job. That is reserved for Tom Seaver, by the way. But Tom Brady will give him a little bit more proper due. But when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, certainly has been a team that has been dealing with some guys being out of the receiving core of Tom Brady. Obviously, you wound up dealing with Rob Gronkowski being out for a few weeks. Antonio Brown has been missing these last couple games as well. But with Tom Brady, always finds a way to be able to get his team playing their best football towards the back half of the season. I do think that the loss that they wanted to take into Washington was a very good wake-up call. You just seem to see one or two of these every single year with a team led by Tom Brady. I think that that was the one. He did wind up having that interception in the game against the New York Giants, but that's one that I wind up hitting on the wide receiver, having the ball right in his hands and not being able to reel it in rather than anything else. So I'm not concerned there. But I think it's going to be a key for the Buccaneers is being able to go to the ground with Leonard Fournette. With Leonard Fournette, he has been someone that has been sparingly utilized recently. He's had 8, 11, and 10 carries in the last three weeks. I think that they need to give him 15-plus carries when they wound up getting quite a few carries in those games against teams like the Bears and the Eagles. He was really able to do some nice things, so I think that that's going to be a little bit of a key for the Buccaneers. And when it comes to Colts, this is a team that has been very explosive on offense, but I think that this is a good sell-high spot here with them just because Jonathan Taylor wound up having those five touchdowns. We're all talking about him being perhaps the MVP. We're all talking about the Colts, this nice run that they've been on, the fact that the offense has been able to do a better job. But when it comes to the Buccaneers, this is a defense last year that got better and better as the season went along. I think that they're going to get there. They're going to continue that. And we're going to continue talking about this game as I'll give you guys my side in total for Buccaneers versus Colts and continue to look at the NFL board next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker available on VSIN.com for you to be able to keep up with the key NFL tr- props. Head over to VSIN.com to be able to get current odds as well as the movement for each week to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to do this for odds to be able to win the MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, matchup data, and so much more for every single game right now. BSIN.com slash NFL is where you go for that as we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience taking a look at all the action that we've got on this NFL Sunday. And we were talking a little bit earlier about this Buccaneers versus Colts game. And I do think they could be a sneaky spot for the under with the Colts. We have been able to see them really move the ball very well, but I do think that this is a Buccaneers team that is getting better and better on defense as the season goes along. They were able to do a solid job against the Giants, and, well, it is the Giants, but when you take a look, Santos, two weeks against the Saints and the Washington football team, and I think that they were throwing a little bit off guard in that Saints game. This has been a defense that has been able to buckle down a little bit. We really saw them play their best football towards the back half of last season as well. I think that you could wind up seeing that with the Buccaneers as well. You've got so many guys in the secondary that they do have quite a bit of experience. I do think that Antoine Whitfield Jr. is going to be able to do a nice job on a guy like a Michael Pittman. And when it comes to both of these teams, you still have quite a few weapons, even with Antonio Brown out. When it comes to the Buccaneers, you've still got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin for Tom Brady to be able to throw to. But I think what else is key for the Indianapolis Colts is that the leader of their defense was a little bit banged up, and he's going to be coming back as well. When you wind up getting the man in the middle of the defense in Darius Leonard, who's most likely going to be able to go in this game, I think that that's very critical. Now, Colts have been one of the better teams to the over in all of football, but I think that Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, they're going to be able to get a little bit of pressure on Tom Brady. I don't know if the Colts are going to be able to pull it off outright, but I would love to be able to take a shot here with the points, thinking that if the worst comes to worst. You might be able to get a push on this game if you wind up having a three available to you right now, but I do think that the Indianapolis Colts are a team that they're getting a little bit better on defense. I think that the Buccaneers are as well. I think that you're going to be in for a very close game, a game that is going to be relatively solid as well. When you take a look at what we're going to be getting in the earlier window, that would be this Patriots versus Tennessee Titans game, and 
Obviously, we've seen quite a bit of a move on this game as you've got the Patriots now finding themselves as a full touchdown favorite. Your total has dropped like a rock. It began at 46.5. Now you're seeing it at a 43.5, and rightfully so, when you wind up seeing the information that we wind up seeing become available. That certainly is going to cause for a little bit of a move. And when it comes to the New England Patriots, I'll hit on them first. I mean, give credit to what Bill Belichick has been able to do with this organization. I mean, it was a bunch of which you thought, oh, starting a rookie quarterback, it's a little bit of a rebuild. He's really going to be trying to go at it next year. Well, the Patriots don't rebuild. They just reload. And the Mac attack, Mac Jones, wound up having quite a few turnovers towards the beginning part of the season. But he's been able to do a better and better job of being able to rein it in. Did wind up having that interception against the Atlanta Falcons. But I believe that that was one that wound up bouncing off of his wide receiver's hand. So I don't necessarily pin that on him. And then when it comes to just being able to be supported by the ground game as well. The Patriots have done a good job with Damian Harris being able to give you right around four yards per carry. They do a good job of being able to take the pressure off of them. And then when it comes to the Tennessee Titans, obviously they were already playing without Derrick Henry. So that was something that you knew was going to be putting them behind the eight ball to start with. But now with the Titans dealing with everything that they are right now, because you're going to be without A.J. Brown in this game. You've obviously got a couple of injuries when it comes to guys like a Bud Dupree. They're dealing with Hart not being at the nose tackle spot. I mean, the list goes on and on. It does make this a little bit tough for them. Heck, I mean, even their kicker, Sam Ficken, is out of the fold. So, I mean, this has been a team that has just been bludgeoned by injuries when you're having to try to go out there pretty much with, shall I say, Chester Rogers being arguably their top wide receiver. That is tough, but at the same time, you do take a look at the Tennessee Titans team, and you got to feel like they're going to be able to find a way to be able to generate a little bit of something. Ryan Tannehill is sneaky good when it comes to being able to, to make plays with his feet, but at the same time, you saw last week, he wound up having four interceptions as well. His 12 interceptions towards the top of the NFL. That is a big, giant issue. And he just knew that the Titans, without without uh, Derrick Henry, you knew that they were going to be struggling a little bit, but you didn't know when that was necessarily going to be coming about. I feel like the first few games without Henry was a little bit more smoke and mirrors. Now that you've just got the calamity that we've got right now with all these wide receivers being out, it's really a tough take. I was liking the under before now with the Titans. Certainly not the world's greatest defense. And you've got a bunch of guys like even a Rashawn Evans that's dealing with injury as well. That makes things all the more tough, but you just take a look at the Saints team and it, they've been dealt a very bad hand. I have a tough time being able to take them now. I don't know if I want to lay the full touchdown. I would rather fade by just taking this total under because I mean, it's a Patriots defense that they themselves have been one of the best out there in the NFL with Titans. I mean, Murphy's Law has just really been hitting the scene, whether it, whether it be injury, whether it be COVID-19 concerns. List goes on and on what you've been dealing with the, with the Tennessee Titans. So I would just be taking a look at this spot and taking a look at another under with this game. We've got a lot of games that we've hit on with regards to the early window. How about if we hit another one, hit on another one with regards to late slate? I think that this could be a good spot for the underdog as you've got the Minnesota Vikings traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Right now you're finding the Vikings in a lot of spots, a three-point underdog. You might get really, really lucky and you might find a few three and a half, but we're right now seeing a lot of threes out there. And with this total, you're getting it anywhere between a 48 and a half and a 49. I don't even think that you need the three to three and a half points in this spot. I'm going to be taking a look at the Vikings on the money line. I have no idea why money has been coming in on the San Francisco 49ers to drive this down from a two and a half down to in actually a lot of spots, a three and a half. I thought it was three. It's actually a three and a half in a lot of spots. That makes it all the worse because I take a look at this Minnesota Vikings team and Kirk Cousins always winds up getting a lot of flack for being able to put up big numbers when the game really doesn't mean a lot. Well, Kirk Cousins, 21 touchdowns and two interceptions. That's pretty darn efficient right there. You can say what you want about him putting up numbers in garbage time, but he has been able to lead the team to back-to-back -to -back victories against the LA Chargers and the Green Bay Packers. That is pretty stinking good right there when it comes to the 49ers as well. I take a look at the way that they were able to move the ball last few games. Certainly something that you want to be taking note of, but when it comes to 49ers as well, they move the ball against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I think that the Rams game was a little bit of an anomaly. I think that they were set up by the fact that the Rams wound up committing a couple turnovers in that game, but when it comes to this 49ers team, we also wound up seeing them lose on their home field to a Colt McCoy-led Arizona Cardinals team by multiple touchdowns. So they're not the only team that wound up losing to a Colt McCoy 
led Cardinals team, but certainly that is a little bit of a concern here. And when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, they did wind up receiving a little bit of good news. It looks like Elijah Mitchell is going to be able to go, and he's really been the guy that has been carrying the mail ever since they wound up having Raheem Mostert go out after two carries. He's been able to get the team right around 4.8 yards per carry. Liked him at Louisiana. He's been able to do a great job with this team, but Really, when you take a look at this 49ers team, they've been dealing with a couple of injuries. When it comes to the receiving core, it's had to be Debo Samuel just doing a little bit of everything for this team. And he had just one catch last week as well. That's a little bit of a concern. Now, with Jimmy Garoppolo, I do feel like he gets a little bit of undue disrespect as well. This is someone that very nearly got the team to a Super Bowl victory just two short years ago. But when it comes to this 49ers team as well, I do have some question marks when it comes to just them trying to absorb all these injuries. And on top of that as well, I did tell you that Mitchell is able to go, but what percentage of Mitchell are we going to be able to get as well? That's something that you want to be taking a look at. And when it comes to when it comes to this 49ers defense, certainly has been pretty solid, but I do feel like they're getting exposed a little bit more week by week, having D Ford out of the fold has certainly been hurting them recently as well. And when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings, Dalvin Cook, I feel like he's one of the more underrated running backs in the NFL. He does a great great job of being able to catch balls out of the backfield. You can tell that in the beginning part of the season, even when he was out there because he wound up missing two games earlier this year. He wasn't necessarily at 100%. Now you've got Dalvin Cook at 100%. Now they have been missing Chad Beebe out there with regards to the receiving core, but when you're able to throw to Justin Jefferson along with Adam Thielen, that is very good. And when it comes to this Vikings team as well, typically under Coach Zimmer, this is a bunch that has always been able to hang their hat on defense. That certainly hasn't been the case this season, even in their win against the Green Bay Packers. They wound up giving up quite a few points, but I do think that they're going to be able to come out and have a little bit of a better day against a 49ers team that I feel like got propped up a little bit last week because they were playing against lesser competition. And when it comes to the 49ers, I think what is going to be key for them is just being able to wind up taking the news of everything that wound up going to Everson Griffin. And they just trying to channel it in a positive way. We've seen quite a few teams. They've been in not necessarily this exact situation, but I mean, we saw it with the Raiders when they wound up having the John Gruden scandal. They wound up being able to step up the next week. It feels like it's as tried and true when it comes to sports. When you wind up seeing someone leave the team, when you wind up seeing a firing, when you wind up seeing just some sort of an injury, it's always the Bill Simmons fallen man theory, which everyone winds up coming out. They play as if it's a win one for the Gipper speech and everything like that. And I think that you could wind up seeing that from the Minnesota Vikings this week. Obviously, this has a little bit less ramifications than if you'd say have your coach wind up getting fired, your quarterback being out or something like that. But I actually do think that the Vikings are going to be able to do a better job on defense than they've been able to show in recent weeks. I do think that Kirk Cousins is going to be able to get it done against the 49ers. So I take a look at them on the money line. Coming up next, I'm going to give you guys my New Year post pick for college basketball. We're going to be taking a look at some more games for this NFL Sunday right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have no fear, we've got you covered all day long with everything that's going to be going down on this NFL Sunday with previews, in game looks, and analysis. We're going to be giving you guys the opening lines for next week's games when everything winds up going final as well. So we've got you covered on a little bit of everything. I've been running through the last few segments, what I think of the NFL card, and I'll give you a little bit more towards the back half of this as well. But with that said, my nickname is Hoops, so got to give you guys a little bit of Hoops analysis as well. I wind up doing a preview for the New York Post on one game every single day, and today we wind up taking a look at the first conference game in all of college basketball. That would be Stanford versus Colorado. Right now, you're finding Colorado as a five and a half point favorite, and your total on this game is ranging between 134 and 135. When it comes to Colorado, this is a bunch I think has one of the more distinct home court advantages in all of college basketball. The CU Event Center has been a house of horrors for a lot of different teams, and with Stanford, this is a team that is three and nine against the spread in their last 12 games as an underdog. They do not respond well to playing against better competition in general. And this is a Sanford team that they do have Harrison Ingram. It will give you 12 points, seven and a half rebounds per game. But I take a look at this spot, and I think that it's a bad one for a Sanford team that we wanted seeing them go on the road a few weeks ago to Santa Clara. And they didn't just lose to Santa Clara. They got bludgeoned by Santa Clara. They were down in that point by north of 20 points. You just haven't been able to get a lot out of the backcourt of this team as well. Jaden Delaire has been able to give you right around 10 points per game. But you take a look at so many of these guys they were expecting to be able to step up, and it just has not happened for them. Meanwhile, you take a look at Colorado, and you've been able to get some very good production at home. On the road, they're shooting about 22% from three-point range. At home, they're shooting 48% from three. Keyshawn Bartholomew, they will give you 15 points per game. They will chip in their two and a half assists per game. This is a Colorado team that last season was second in all of college basketball. When it comes to free throw shooting percentage, Stanford, they rank in the bottom 40. They're shooting as a collective 62.9% at the free throw line. This is a Stanford team that has been able to do a good job on the glass. They rank in the top 15 with regards to rebound rate. Guess who also ranks in the top 15 in all of college basketball with regards to rebound rate? That's right, Colorado. Evan Beatty has been able to give you 13 points per game, so he's able to do a good job for this team as well. I think that it's going to be a little bit of a slower game. Sanford has not necessarily been efficient when it comes to the offensive side of things, and they're a team that they don't necessarily look to push a tempo as well. So I take a look at this spot under, but when it comes to this Colorado versus Sanford game, I wound up setting Colorado myself as a 9.5 point favorite. So what I wound up writing up for the New York Post Colorado playing the points. I think that they're going to be able to get the job done at home. And this is a team that has been hitting since the beginning of the 2017-18 season. Darn near 63% of their games against the spread at home as well. So I think that there is quite a bit of value there. I always like to give a little bit of shine to games that are a little bit off the beaten path as well. Because I always say it on this show. It doesn't matter whether you're betting on a game like Gonzaga versus Duke. If you're betting on Alabama versus Auburn. Or if you're betting... How about if we go with 306-269, 306-270 on the college basketball betting board? Dartmouth and Bryant. You've got Bryant, who's finding themselves as a favorite right in the neighborhood of about five points and a total of 140 and a half. That's a number that we've currently got at Circa. 
I want to say in the total at 149. You've got a Bryant team that last year was in the top 30 with regards to possessions per game, and you've got a lot of good sharp shooters for this team. Peter Kiss was a former starter at Rutgers. He's been able to pump in there 22 points, 6 rebounds, 4.3 assists per game. Then you've got Charles Pride along with Chris Childs. These guys combined for 25 points per game. I like what you're seeing out of Pride, six boards per game. Both of these guys are not necessarily the world's greatest facilitators, but they're able to shoot it from three-point range out of your top three scores for the team. They're all shooting at least 35% from distance. Hal Alaseas is able to do a good job down low. He's right now, with regards to blocks per game, one of the top players in off college basketball. Last year, he had two and a half blocks per game, picking up right where he left off. Four blocks per game. This is a bunch of which they wound up having a Clemson game and Clemson, one of the slowest teams in all of college basketball. Both teams got to north of 70 in that game as well. You've got a Dartmouth team that they always have been a little bit more low and slow. Aaron Ray has been able to give you right around 70 rebounds per game, but you do have a Dartmouth team that they themselves have a lot of good three-point shooters. And Brian, they rank 222nd in the country when it comes to defensive efficiency, which is points allowed on a per-possession basis. Terrius Samuels along with Brandon Berry. Big reason why this team was able to knock off Georgetown earlier this year. They're giving you 26.5 points per game. Both of these guys shooting it very well from three-point range. As a matter of fact, when it comes to Dartmouth, each other top four scores shooting at least 46 and a half percent for three point range. Bryant has not been able to guard the arc to save their lives now. When it comes to this Dartmouth team, I think that they're going to be outdone a little bit on the glass. Right now, Ray has been your top rebounder outside of him. You don't have a single other guy giving you more than four boards per game, so that's going to be a little bit of an issue. And when it comes to Dartmouth, they themselves are giving up the arc. Opponents against Dartmouth are shooting 44.1% from three out of 358 D1 teams that ranks 354th. Points, points, points. I am taking a look at this 140 slash 140 and I'm going to be taking a look at an over in this spot. So I certainly think that you've got a little bit of juicy value there. And I certainly do think that there's a lot of juicy value when it comes to this NFL Sunday as well. I wound up giving out one of my favorites, the Packers versus the, the LA Rams under because, well, the Packers under has just been a special in general. You've got Aaron Rodgers showing off his stinky foot in general. But how about if we go to a game that I think is going to be very intriguing towards the latter part of the day. We've been hitting a lot on the 10 o'clock games. We've hit a little bit on the games in the 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern window. But how about if we go to Sunday night? Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens find themselves three and a half point favorites. Your total on this game, it is 47. Now, obviously with the Ravens, you've been having a lot go down with this team the last few weeks. And you just had a Ravens team that in general this year has been dealing with quite a bit of injury. That has been a little bit of a concern for them, but it does feel like they're getting more and more healthy. And then you take a look at the flip side for the Cleveland Browns. And you got to feel like Baker Mayfield is going to be in a something to prove mode because with everything that wound up going down with OBJ, you got to feel like he's going to be trying his best to be able to prove that, you know what, I'm not the problem. OBJ is the problem. And that could work out one of two ways. You could wind up having Baker Mayfield go out there and winds up motivating him. He winds up having a great game. And it could be Baker Mayfield going out there and he just lays a big giant stink burger. It's going to go one of two ways. I don't see a, a way in which it's really in the middle. But I mean, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, you can tell that his production has dipped a little bit. I just think that the guy is just flat out hurt. I don't think that this is necessarily representative of what Baker Mayfield is. I mean, the guy is really tough. I've got to give him a lot of credit for that. But I mean, this is just an injury that I don't know if he's going to be able to overcome. Meanwhile, with Lamar Jackson, last week we wound up seeing him against the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, that was not necessarily the world's greatest performance from him as the team wound up losing in that just sloppy game in general. But I think that he's going to be able to come back and he's going to look very, very solid. He winds up having the, I guess you could call it week off against the Bears because he was in COVID-19 protocol, or not, not COVID-19 protocol, illness not involving COVID-19. It's always hard to differentiate that now that it is, but certainly when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, I do think that they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground as well. Nick Chubb, I feel like is one of the best running backs when it comes to the NFL, six yards per carry. He's been able to do a nice job recently as he has been able to rack up at least 130 yards in now three out of the last four weeks, so at least 100 yards in four out of his last five games as well. This is a Baltimore Ravens team that they certainly do have their strengths when it comes to being able to defend as well. When it comes to this Baltimore Ravens team, you know that you're in and you're out. This is a team that's going to be very stout in their front seven. I do think that they're going to be able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to bottle things up of Clayus Campbell along with Brandon Williams along that front seven. These are two guys that are dealing with injuries. And just take a look at this Baltimore Ravens team in general. I mean, they have just been bludgeoned by injuries. Jimmy Smith is right now injured. You were already dealing with having Marcus Peters be out of the fold for quite a while for this team. Bernal McPhee is currently on injured reserve. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. 
And then when it comes to the Ravens as well, you've been dealing with Hollywood Brown, dealing with an injury as well. That just adds a little bit more injury to this. Now, when it comes to Hollywood Brown, it seems like he is going to be a game time decision. According to Adam Schefter from a few from a few hours ago, you wound up giving the report that it seems like he's going to play, barring a setback, but you certainly want to be taking inventory there. But when it comes to the spot, I do think that it's going to be a situation in which the Ravens are going to be able to get to Lamar, are going to be able to get to Baker Mayfield when it comes to Mayfield. I just think that this is someone that, in general, he's trying everything that he can to play with injury. I just don't think that it's going well for him in general. I do think that the Browns are going to be able to get a little bit of something going on the ground, but I do think that the Ravens are going to be able to take this game. Heck, we saw the Ravens with Mr. Hundley out there at the quarterback spot. They were able to get the job done. I do think that they're going to be able to win and cover this game. I do like the fact that it's fallen a little bit with regards to the line. I mean, is the game going to land four? Probably not. But now that you're getting a three and a half in this spot, I think that it becomes even more juicy. You want to be taking a look just with regards to the status of Hollywood Brown and company moving forward. But I do think that the Ravens should be a in a very solid spot here. I think that they're going to be able to cover this game. And if you miss anything with regards to what I wound up giving out for the NFL, VSIM Bets Bets, you're able to download this podcast and every other and every other show that we wind up doing as well. But just to give you guys a little bit of a highlight, going under on the Falcons versus the Jaguars game, really like the under when it comes to the Packers game against the Rams. I do think that the Minnesota Vikings not just cover against the San Francisco Giants. I think that they wind up winning this game outright. I have no idea. The 49ers are getting so much love right now. That has been a little bit befuddling to me. I do think that you're going to be able to have a little bit of a higher scoring game when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals as well. So hopefully you guys have a tremendous NFL Sunday. We've got you covered wall to wall right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network as Femio Bebefe and company going to be coming at you sharp 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.